Monkeys with your host, JD Hi-Rez. This is technically episode two. Episode one was a brief introduction into who your host is, i.e. me. And today is the 22nd, I believe, of April 2020. Still in the midst of the pandemic known as COVID-19, a strain of the coronavirus that supposedly stems from Wuhan, China. currently working on two books myself to keep occupied during this coronavirus as well as some other things and so out of inspiration from a childhood friend who recently started a podcast called millennials unpublished um you know i was thinking about what it is that us young adults can do during this time i myself I mentioned in the first episode dropped out of Penn State University with three years. I was chasing a psychology degree um, and just didn't see the worth in it, so I left. And now, as a result, I was working in the service industry at a seafood restaurant called Bonefish Grill, a part of a broader franchise family with Outback, Carrabba's, and uh, Fleming Steakhouse. And because of the uh, outbreak, you know, I haven't been to work in probably going on five weeks now. So I've just been in my own apartment here outside of Baltimore, Maryland with time on my hands. And, uh, you know, I have a history in my past of struggling with depression and anxiety and, you know, large bouts of it. I was even diagnosed with a small dose of uh, ADHD, but... In full disclosure, I went into that test kind of looking for that diagnosis, so I don't know how accurate it is. But I bring all that up to say my generation seems to be the one with the most prevalent cases of mental illness and mental health problems. So by that I mean if the person isn't mentally ill, this generation seems to be susceptible to having mental health regulation issues. In part... My hunch is because of the diets that we grew up on, I myself included. You know, I was eating DiGiorno pizzas every Saturday. I ate pizza at lunch in school every day up until sophomore year of high school. Um, I used to be chubby, overweight, eat whole sleeves of Oreos, oatmeal cream pies, drink soda. I mean, you know, our generation was the one that came up with the fruity cereal, just like all the other ones before we really found out in the last 10 years or so that all that sugar and all the GMOs are not necessarily the healthiest for us. And because of that, I definitely think the African proverb that, you know, what the stomach carries, the mind carries, seems to ring true. And there are a lot of young adults, uh, adolescents, preteens, even older people who struggle with anxiousness. And it almost seems to be a commonplace thing now. You know, I've been in therapy myself since freshman year of college, so off and on over the past four years. And if there's one thing I've learned for sure is that when you have ample time on your hands, you know, idle time is a devil's playground. So what are some things that we can be doing during the quarantine as most of us have been in here for at least a month now? And may go on to one more month or even two more months, it seems like, depending on the state you're in. So, 
you know, just to rinse off some suggestions. I don't know if they'll be true for everybody, but, you know, I have a pretty diverse palette of interests, so I'm sure someone can find something of use. Uh, the first part, the first part, excuse me, to start is definitely getting the body in shape. And obviously, you know, gyms are closed down right now, so I myself have been jogging. If you live in a densely populated area, obviously that's probably not going to work for you. But burpees, uh, mountain climbers, stationary mountain climbers, you know, where you're in a plank position and you bring your knees to your chest, uh, jumping jacks, jumping rope, running in place, all those things. If you do it with enough effort, I know they're boring and they can definitely be... Uh, monotonous if you're just like in one location doing a ton of burpees but it really comes down to a question of how badly do you want to regulate your mind so some kind of cardio some HIIT high intensity interval training becomes useful in situations like this uh, there's an anime that I like to watch called One Punch Man and he actually has a calisthenics workout in there that I have been doing during this quarantine which is a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, a hundred squats, and then a 10K run, which equates to about six miles. And uh, obviously, if you don't work out that much, you're not going to get anywhere near those numbers off the start. But just like me, you just can build up to it. So started out at first maybe with like 30 push-ups, a uh, hundred crunches, and a hundred squats with maybe like a two-mile run, and slowly just work it up over time. You know, if you don't enjoy that, there's always yoga. There's stretching, intense calisthenic stretching, and so on and so forth. It's, it's honestly, it's imperative that humans move their bodies. We are apes at the end of the day, as is the monkey part of the android monkeys, and it is incredibly beneficial to move the body regularly so that it can get the blood flowing, you can get oxygen into all the little crevices, and you can get some of that stress and energy off. From there, this is a great time, I think, for people who don't believe that they are creative to maybe pick up a creative hobby that they've always admired. Obviously, like photography and stuff like that will be a little challenging outside the home, but you can always take photography within the home. If you live with people, you can take portrait photography. And, you know, if you have the equipment and you feel safe enough to go explore, you can even go out and take photography of, you know, the isolated cities and how there's nobody out. It would make for some stunning content right now, I imagine. You know, I see lots of women right now taking up an interest in painting. There's obviously reading books that seem to have gotten killed early in education for a lot of us, but, you know... I'm sure there are things you're interested in that you can find a book of interest. If you don't like reading books, there's audio books, uh, Audible, which is Amazon's audiobook program, will give you your first book for free on a trial. So you can pick any book you want and you can listen to it for free to see if it's for you. And then if it is, it's only a $15 a month subscription, which will give you a free credit each month to get a new book. So as long as you get a book over $15, it's in your favor. And uh, 
beyond that, there's uh, music, you know, if you have GarageBand and stuff, you can play around on there. You know, Amazon's still delivering, so you can get keyboards, guitars, synthesizers, beat machines. And then beyond that, there's the art of cooking, you know. All you really need is a rice cooker, an oven, a stovetop, olive oil, and some canned veggies or, or frozen veggies. And you can honestly make a lot of stuff. Um, there's tons of free recipes online. It's a great way to take time up if you find yourself kind of just twiddling your thumbs. And then beyond that, I mean, YouTube, a lot of people seem to use YouTube kind of just as a amusement, which there's nothing wrong with that. I do that as well. But what YouTube offers, in my opinion, is one of the most comprehensive libraries of knowledge and information from respectable teachers who are giving it away for free. And it's really just about weeding out the ones that are worth listening to and the ones that aren't. And the beauty of that is, you know, high subscriber counts, high view counts, high like counts are always good indicators of valuable content. Now, that doesn't mean that the person will be harmonious with the way you need to be taught something, but they can usually lead you on to someone who could in the suggestion tabs. The algorithms in YouTube are pretty comprehensive at this point. And then beyond that, you know, you got obviously TV shows, movies, catch up on TV shows you've wanted to watch, movies you've wanted to watch. Um, I know I just watched Ozark after all the hype. It was a very good show. Been through all three seasons in a couple days. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Fast and Furious movies. They're just very entertaining and fun. There's a John Wick series. Uh, Man in the High Castle, I'm about to start. If you never watched Game of Thrones, obviously that's a good one. Breaking Bad, Arrested Development. Movie-wise, the Horrible Bosses series. Um, Jason Bateman's a great actor to look at and see his discography. And there, if there's things in there you want to watch, Adam Sandler's always fun. I guess that whole long stream of consciousness is just to say... If your family has food on the table at night, has a shelter over its head that they don't have to worry about losing, and the worst of the situation is that you guys are stuck at home and you can't leave, wouldn't it be better at the end of this to look back and feel like you used the time productively rather than you just sat around complaining about how boring it was or how it was, wasn't fair that you or getting to enjoy yourself outside or hang out with your friends. You know, I think the beauty in suffering is that if you consciously dive into the suffering and try to make the best of it, it usually doesn't feel like suffering at, at some point. Initially it may, but at some point it, it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like something's being forced upon you. It feels like you're making the best of maybe a bad situation. And that lends itself to a much clearer and more progressive mindset in terms of getting better at things rather than stagnating and then eventually uh, digressing. So that's the quick blast. 
of what we can do in the COVID-19 pandemic quarantine situation. Also want to throw out a couple podcasts that are of amazing interest and benefit to my life that if people end up having similar interests as well, they'll probably find useful. There's the portal with Eric Weinstein, which I mentioned on the introduction episode. Obviously, there's the Joe Rogan experience, JRE. And for that, a little tip is any interview that is over two hours and 40 minutes usually means that Joe got along with the guest. And that means that the chemistry will probably be the best. And it means that you'll probably have the most useful information or interesting information, I should say. And then obviously the ones with high view counts, like the Elon Musk one, the Weinstein brothers, Jordan Peterson, Joey Diaz, Duncan Trussell. Um, If you're going to go into his catalog deep in things pre-episode 1000, I would definitely recommend making sure you pick the ones with high view counts because he himself will say, you know, it's been a journey of him learning how to host properly, and there are maybe some rifts in the exchange in the pre-1000. So, Joe Rogan experience, the portal with Eric Weinstein. In terms of comedy, congratulations with Chris D'Elia is a hilarious and silly podcast. Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee and his girlfriend is always great. Um, Two Bears, One K with Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer is very funny and a good, just feels like you're hanging out with two friends. Um, Your Mom's House, if you're into like weird and cringy, funny kind of humor. That one is also with Tom Segura and his wife, Christina Pasinski. And then beyond that, you know, if you like any of those, just see if the guest you like on the show has a podcast of them for themselves. For example, like Andrew Santino has Whiskey Ginger and Bad Friends with Bobby Lee. Eric Griffin has Riffin' with Griffin and so on and so forth. There's kind of a Joe Rogan experience is a great way to find the main stem that branches off into a bunch of other very interesting podcasts. So there's that. And then obviously there's just listening to music. If you go on Spotify, you know, Spotify has a pretty good algorithm. If you find a song you like and then go to the radio of it and look around, that's always great. And then if you end up wanting to follow this channel, you can go to, uh, I think my Spotify is Jeremy the Carrier, all one word together. J-E-R-E-M-Y-D-E-C-A-R-R-I-E-R. And if you go there, I have a bunch of different podcasts, or excuse me, a bunch of different playlists for different moods. And, you know, I was the one friend in the circle that everyone used to ask for music, so maybe I can be that digital friend for you, too. All right, that is the end of episode two of Android Monkeys. Just some brief suggestions for dealing with idle time. Peace.